This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Father, I need you more than ever. For my flesh and myself are weak, but you, O oh God, are strong. You are faithful and you are good, and your mercy endures forever. God, right now, you see the very things of the enemy that would want us not to receive this. Lord, I pray that our emotions will get out of the way and your strength will come through us. Lord, let us go beyond ourselves. Let us send help where we can send help. And Lord, we know that collectively coming together, we can make a difference. Speak to us through your word now. Change who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you go ahead and open your Bibles to the Song of Songs or Song of Solomon. We're in our fifth week, I believe it is, of this study in the Song of Songs. And as you're opening there, go to chapter 4. Let me just remind you of what we've learned so far. The first of this, we began to realize that there's a love song. There's a love story. This is, this is about the relationship between a king and the one that he makes complete and chooses that one as his bride. Now we understand that she can't become his bride without him making her complete. And there we find ourselves that without Christ, we are without hope. Can I get an amen? amen. That Jesus is the only hope we have and he makes us whole. And Jesus is represented by the king and the Shulamite or the bride represents us. And so that first week, we dealt with the fact that sometimes sin makes us feel unworthy of his love, and, and we talked about what God's response is to that. Then we talked about the next week, or we heard examples of how he had changed the song of those little girls who had been rescued, or rescued even before they were trafficked. And, and then we talked about the fact God's singing over you. And last week, we got to the part that you have to be willing to enter into this relationship, this covenant relationship with God of an engagement that we have We have. So something that's waiting for us in God. Now, after all of that, we end up here in this final part of this fourth chapter. And this is really about the, the depth of all that we've learned through this. The only hope that you have is to realize that God loves you and the love you have for God is what shows how much you've accepted the love of God in your own life. Okay? All right. So we find ourselves here in Song of Songs, chapter number four and verse number 13. We begin to read. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It reads like this. Are you ready? Your inward life is now sprouting, bringing forth, what's that word? Bringing forth fruit. What a beautiful paradise unfolds within you. When I'm near you, this is the king talking to you. When I'm near you, I smell aromas of the finest spice. For many clusters of my exquisite fruit now grows within your inner garden. Isn't that, isn't that just a powerful verse? Amen. Very few of you are getting that. Listen to what he says. He says, here's what's growing inside of you. Here are the nine. This is, now this is powerful. God says when you love him, pomegranates are going to grow in your life. Nobody's celebrating. God says pomegranates of passion will grow inside of you. Henna from heaven will grow inside of you. Spikenard. Woo, there's some, how many are thankful for Spikenard? 
Nobody's shouting with me yet. Spikenard so sweet will grow in you. Saffron uh, shining will grow in you. Fragrant calamus from the cross will grow in you. Sacred cinnamon will be in your life. Branches of scented woods. Nobody's shouting with me yet. Myrrh like tears from a tree will grow inside of your life. And aloe as eagles ascending. It's beautiful. But what does that have to do with us? What does that mean for me? Well, I want you to get this. That word there, fruit, you will bear fruit inside of you is very important. Fruit is a word that you should hear in church a lot. To be fruitful is something you ought to get, but sometimes we don't understand the very language that we speak in church. It's sort of like one time, I see my friend that this happened with right over here, but sort of like one time I was working on learning Spanish and my friend had came to me and he was talking about some problems in his life. And what I was trying to say is, is, is the problem for you is not your problem. The problem is you have, you have pecado en tu corazón. You have, you have sin in your heart. I mean, I was just telling him, you have, you have, you have uh, pecado en tu corazón. And, and, and he was like, no, pastor, no, pastor. And, and, and I'm like, no, no, you have, you, you have, you, and, but the word, I wasn't saying you have pecado en tu corazón. I was saying you have pescado en tu corazón. I said, you got a fish in your heart, and that's your problem. <laughs> he was kind to me, still kind to me in my bad Spanish. Finally, he's like, okay, pastor, yes, I have a fish in my heart. <laughs> Little Camarones in there too, right? Yeah, all right. But the problem was we were speaking a different language, and I, I was messing up. I think when we talk about fruit in our spiritual life, sometimes we don't really understand the language, and we don't understand the beauty of what's here. We don't understand what it means to be fruitful, and you've got to understand that all throughout Scripture this is seen. And I want to, I just want to just boil it down for you. Ready for this? The fruit of our life will reveal what we are passionate about. I want you to get that, all right? What we are passionate about is going to manifest as fruit in our life. It's going to be that, that very thing that, that everyone sees. They're going to know what you're after and what you love. They're going to know where you are and who you are by the fruit that you bear. The fruit is kind of what comes out of you. It's, it's, it's what's revealed from you. The, the fruit's what others see. Now, and I want you to hear this, this little story I thought was interesting. There's a, a, a pastor, and he begins a woodworking project in his garage. And one of the little neighbor boys just comes and walks up and, and, and kind of sits down and just watching him work. And the pastor thinks, well, this is a moment for me to teach this young man. You know how pastors are and always looking for a sermon and everything, you know, and this is a moment for me to teach this young man. So he says, young man, would you like, would you like to help me? And he said, no, sir. I just kept watching him. Finally, after a few minutes, the, the pastor said, well, son, are you trying to watch me so you can go do this yourself? And he said, no, sir. And, and finally, the preacher said, well, why are you watching me? And, and he said, well, I, I just want to see what a pastor does when he hits his thumb with a hammer. <laughs> because when you get pressed, what comes out is the fruit you bear. You see, it's the, how do you pick good fruit you you squeeze it to see if it's right. You go out and you, you see what's going on. It's the fruit that comes out of you in the rough times. You see, we will find out what we are made of by what comes out of our mouths in both the good and the bad circumstances. 
When we have a change in our conduct and our character in our lives, it is, the, it is a type of spiritual fruit. I need you to understand the fruit reveals that there's been a, a change in your conduct, okay? Now, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and, and 23, are the most famous fruit that we hear about in church reads like this, but the fruit of the Spirit is, come on, help me now, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So in other words, God's going to do something inside of you when you have the Spirit of God in your life that's going to produce these things so that when life squeezes you, that's what's going to come out. But here's the problem. I have to ask you, are you producing that kind of fruit? I mean, are you producing the opposite of that kind of fruit? If instead of love, there is hatred, bitterness, or even prejudice in your life? If instead of joy, is there constant gloom? If instead of peace, is there turmoil? If instead of gentleness, is there a short temper? If instead of faith, is there endless worry? If instead of meekness, is there pride and arrogance? If instead of self-control, are you the victim of your own passions? Listen to me carefully, because if so, then you either don't know God at all, or you may need to recommit to Christ. Because I want you to get this, because if you are a Christian, then people should be able to look for and find fruit in your life. I got like seven amens out of all of you. If you really believe the Word of God and you really have surrendered Christ in your life, it's going to affect everything you do. People are going to be able to tell that you take things to another level because that's the fruit you bear. But Pastor Don, that, that may be a bit much, but you don't understand. The Bible tells us that, that to be a disciple of Christ, you have to produce fruit. As a matter of fact, Jesus, Jesus said, said it this way in John 15 and 8. Jesus said that my true disciples produce much what? How are you going to bring glory to God? By producing the right fruit. It's what comes out of you when somebody lies to you. Can I say it this way? It's what comes out of you when you've been out of power for days. So, so in my life, it's what comes out of me when I go to reset the router again. It's what comes out of you when you did everything you're supposed to do and you get robbed. It's what comes out of you. You see, Jesus said it also in Matthew 7 and 20. He said, by your fruit you will know them. They're going to know if you really love God by what you produce as a result of what's happened on the inside of you. You're going, it's going to produce fruit. Matthew 4 and 20, we, we, we have this story going on about the, all the seeds that are cast and where they fall in different places. And finally, the seed that is thrown into a good place is discovered, excuse me, in Mark 4 and 20. And it says, it says, it reads like this, but these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept the word, and then do what? They bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some a 100-fold. Listen to me carefully, okay? In other words, what the Word is telling us is that there needs to be a change in us that 
manifest. Uh, Matthew 3 and 8 says it kind of this way. It says that you ought to bear fruit worthy of repentance. When you repent for something, there ought to be a change in your life over that. See, the Bible gives us lots of different examples of how to produce fruit. One, one, one we, we find that, that, that when we truly make a change, our lives are going to reflect that change. And we, we find it in Hebrews 13 and, and 15. It says this, Therefore by him let us continue to offer the sacrifice of praise to God because that becomes the fruit of our lips. Because of what God has done inside of us, something's going to come out of us and that's going to show others who we are. Giving thanks to his name. When you plant gratitude in your life, praise is a result. You see, the Bible is constantly revealing these to us that it's significant for Christians to bear fruit. So I don't want it to sound like uh, weird language in your life, but, but you need to have something happen inside of you that produces change out of you. And here's what the Bible says in Song of Songs is going to grow in your life. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? This is exciting. If you really love God, you're going to grow pomegranates in your life. Isn't that good? Amen. I'm excited about that. I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to go out. Don't go out and buy a pomegranate. What do they grow on? Anyway, tree? Don't go, don't go out and buy a pomegranate tree today. That's not what it's talking about. See, we're given nine things that if God is really inside of you, this is going to happen in your life. Are you ready? Here we go. Pomegranates are going to grow in your life. So what does that even mean? Well, in the Bible, anywhere there was a pomegranate uh, inscribed on the capital of a pillar, okay? They would always put them on the tops of the pillars because what they were saying is on these pillars, they would put these pomegranates in place because the pomegranate always symbolized stability. Stability. If you really have God inside of who you are, you're going to be stable, you're not going to allow every storm that blows through to change your faith in God. This is a fruit of having the love of God in your life that you'll be stable on your job. I got like half of you today. Let me say it again. You'll be stable on your job. You'll be stable in your relationship with God. You'll be, people can depend on you for things because it is the fruit of a right relationship with God that you become dependable, stable, something people can lean on. That's a part of being what God has called you to be. And if some of you are going, Pastor Don, I've never been stable a day in my life, then you need to grow in the love of God. All right? You're going to produce stability in your life if you are growing in God. The next thing, are you excited about this one? You're going to have henna in your life. Thank you. i got a couple people rejoicing. Going to have henna in your life. Isn't that exciting? Now, let me explain that to you. In the Bible, henna, it represents this wood that's made out of sharp thorns and things that are in this wood. It's rough. It's coarse. Uh, and there's one place uh, it, the David said, scrub me with henna. In other words, God, I want you to clean me up, get down in the very pores of who I am. And, and God, I want you to deal with me. All throughout the scripture where henna is, it's always pointing toward the cross. There's even one story where they take a dove and they take a piece of henna and they tie it together with this red ribbon. 
And, and then they take it out and they release it. And that, of course, symbolizes Christ on the cross and what he does for us, releasing us from the curse of sin. But henna always reflects on the cross. So here's the beauty of this, this redemptive power of the cross, this mercy shown on the cross. If you in your life really have Christ in your life, you're going to have mercy for other people. One of the signs that someone is not living in the power of Christ in their life is they always see the bad in everybody else. Uh Uh-oh, I feel like I'm preaching what I'm supposed to be preaching. Let me just say it this way. They'll be like the news media. They'll build somebody up just so they can tear them down to make them feel better about themselves. But when you find Christ, mercy starts growing in your heart. Because you understand you don't deserve the forgiveness you've been given. You understand you don't deserve the love that you've been given. You understand you don't deserve the blessings that have come to your family. You understand the grace of God. And as you begin to live and grow in Christ, the mercy of God begins to grow in you. And so when you deal with someone else in your life, you can look at your family, you can look at your friends, you can look at the co-workers as you have, and you can deal with them in a more merciful way. Why? Because you realize what Christ has done in you, you you now need to do for others. Let me give you the, the next one. All right. Who will shout with me over? Spike nard. You're going to grow some spike nard in your life. Come on now. Some of you don't have, that don't have family here. You can go home and say, yeah, I'm just working on the spike nard in my life. See, that's the word for spike nard in the Hebrew is light. Okay. It's light. And so Here's what we find out of John chapter 8, verse number 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You see, when you really are allowing God to grow in the inside of you, that you're going to produce fruit that walks not in darkness, but in the light. You're not going to be ashamed of what you did if somebody finds out. And do you know what that fruit could be named? Transparency. That if you're really walking in the light, you can be transparent. I'm just going to use this example. Please don't allow this to cause fights in your families today. This this right here. And I'm not talking about when you're working on a birthday present or a Christmas present, but, but if you can't... My wife said to me one day, it was late, and, and I'd been ministering to people all day, and, and she, I was texting with somebody. She said, who are you texting with? And I almost thought maybe it sounded like she was like, who? you know, jealously almost saying that. She was really saying, focus on us for a moment. But she said, who are you texting? And I said, here, you can read anything in my phone right now. Here. You see, if you've been doing something and talking to somebody you shouldn't have been talking to, you can't do that. If you've been going sites that you shouldn't be going to, you can't do that. So that's what the Bible is saying here with this spike not growing in your life. You won't be afraid for any area of your life to come into the light. You won't be afraid if your wife looks in the checking account. You won't be afraid if your husband checks the credit card bill. I heard a whoa, whoa now. Come on. You won't be afraid because you'll be living in such a way that you're not hiding sin in your life. You're not, you're not lying. You're not being deceptive. You don't have to worry about your lies catching up with you because you've produced things that are in the light. I'm preaching truth to you today. It may not be a great camp meeting sermon, but you can live by it. Because then you can grow saffron in your life. Woo, praise God for saffron. 
Now, saffron, it's a fragrance that fills the air. And this one's kind of simple. He says, if you really have embraced my love, you're going to learn to praise. Because saffron is praise. It's going to be something that naturally comes out of you. You're going to stop looking for an excuse to, 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 to hide, and you're going to start looking for an excuse to give God glory. Now, I have to tell you that when I meet somebody, I know I've joked about this before, people say, what do you do for a living? And I say, well, I'm a motivational speaker. And the reason I say that is because if I say I'm a motivational speaker, they'll say, oh, okay, and that's, that's interesting, and then they'll just go on being themselves. But if I say I'm a pastor, they immediately swap into Sunday school talk. <laughs> Hallelujah, brother. And I'd rather see the real then. But as I'm going through that conversation, it never fails. Something will come up, and it'll give me a moment that I have to either win them to Christ or give God praise. And it's like there's something in me that once I have to let down the, the, my guard and say, well, really, I'm a pastor. It happened to me just today, and I was like, well, let me tell you how good God is. Because when God's changed you on the inside, you want to tell people about what He's done. You want to tell people about how good he's been to you and how, how, how blessed. I mean, I was watching people in the middle of these storms. It, it's like the other day, I felt like I had won the lottery. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. We were trying to help a family get their power back on or a group of people get their power back on and, and or at least get water to their well. And, and we needed this one part and this one wire. And, and we thought, okay, we'll find that wire and we'll find that part or we'll go down to the box store and, you know, and buy that and, and we'll make that. And I thought, man, you know what? And I remembered there was an RV sitting around the way. And so I walked over toward that RV and I said, I wonder if they might have one of those plugs in that RV. And we reached in that RV and we pulled out that it was, I mean, it was filthy, nasty, muddy, awful uh, wire that was open like we needed on one end and had that plug on the other end. Now, you might not feel, but it was raining. There were storm trees everywhere. I wrapped that old muddy thing around my shoulder, and I was walking up there telling everybody, look what God has done. The plug we need on the wire we need. Look what God has done. What I'm trying to tell you is when God gets on the inside of you, you'll realize he's working in your life in ways that you didn't even know, and you're going to want to tell people about what God's done. And then you're going to grow a little calamus in your life. Nobody's shouting over calamus either. Come on now, people. You ought to learn this is good for us. Because calamus is taken from the marsh plant known as a sweet flag, which produces fragrant oil. And the Hebrew word is purchased or redeemed. And this was used to anoint those priests who were going to go serve others. If God's really inside of you, you're going to take some time to serve others. Because servanthood is going to become a reality in your life. And you're going to spend time going beyond yourself and loving others. And then, praise God, for the next thing that's going to grow in your life. Cinnamon's going to grow in your life. Can I get an amen for cinnamon rolls? Come on, I mean cinnamon. Come on now. (laughs) Amen. I still remember, I was a little boy, and where I lived, they had a campground. And every year, these, these wonderful cooks would come work at the campground, and they would have a competition day to see who could make the best cinnamon rolls, and they made me the judge every year. I learned even then, it's best to say, I better have another round to see. Come on now, amen. The cinnamon, interestingly enough, cinnamon in the Scripture emits a fragrance that we see that was, that was, that was aligned with 
holiness to the Lord. See, it was used in sacred anointing oil for the priests when they were ready to go do the sacred, holy things. So what that's telling me is, if God's really inside of you, you're going to begin to manifest holiness on the outside of you. There's going to be places you don't go, things you don't say, things you don't do, and there will even be people you can't hang out with anymore. People won't tell you the joke because they know you're serving God. This is real preaching. You see, holiness will begin to grow in who you are. People will begin to see there's something different. They'll criticize you for it until they're in crisis. Then they'll seek you out. But it means you're not going to have to worry about somebody running into what you're doing. I'll never forget. I thought I hadn't thought about this in years, and I thought about it in the last service. I remember back when we used to have video stores. How many remember back to video stores? Yeah. Yeah, I'd stopped at a local video store, and, and, and I walked in. And as I walked in, you know how you came in, there was all those rows of videos, and there was always that one section over in the far corner you had no business going to. i never forget, I came in, the kids scampered. And as I came around, I was coming around, you could see down that way, I came around that back way, and I looked, and there was somebody from our church in that section. Normally, I would be like, you know what? I'm going to give them a little grace and scooch the right, and they'll never see me. But not that day. <laughs> I just kept walking right at them, looking at them, smiling. They, oh, pastor! <laughs> they quickly ran out. I can't find anything good. I said, really? And they were like, oh, what, well, uh, 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 uh. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> I normally would have been like, man, it's all right. You know, just do better next time. But that day I just stood there and said, what, well, what are you looking at? And they, they wanted to change the subject so bad. This is what they said. They said, Pastor, in, in my car, uh, my company had extra laptops. Do you want one? I said, man, that'd be great. <laughs> I never even used it. I gave it to somebody. But my thought was that day, be careful. Because what you do, others see. And I was talking to myself. You see, that's one of the products of let, letting God grow in your life is you don't have to worry about other people seeing what you're doing. Amen? You don't have to worry. Thankful. I'm going to pick on one young man. I, I was out having fun the other day. I was kayaking down the river, and I came up on these guys. They were all having a blast, and one young man in our church hollered out, Hey, pastor! Showed me he didn't care that his friends knew he was a Christian. You see... It's going to change how you act around the people you hang out with. Branches of scented wood. They'd burn that on the altars at the times of prayer. You see, if you really love God, you're going to want to talk to Him. You know, this is the second weekend that my daughter's been moved to California. And I was in the, I, right in the middle of worship. I'm sorry. I, I, it was my, my second worship service, and I'd already heard the song like, during rehearsal and sung at the one service, and I zoned out for a second. I shouldn't have, but I thought, I'd like to talk to my daughter today. And then I realized something. She's going to need some more money soon. <laughs> Sunday's going to be talk to daddy day. Come on now, amen. Sunday's going to be talk to daddy day. 
You see, when you love somebody, you're going to want to talk to them. It's that simple. And if God's love's really inside of you, prayer is going to be a natural response. And then you're going to come to myrrh. Now, myrrh was called the tears of the trees because myrrh was only able to be caught if you cut the tree and then it would flow. And this was symbolic of the suffering love of Christ. If God's love is in you, you're going to show love to others. But what if you felt like you were never given love? Let me tell you, you have been given love. He went all the way to a cross for you and died for you so that you could mirror His love. Not other people's love, but His love. And then finally, He come to aloe. You're going to have aloe growing in your life. Now look, I know we're being a little having a little fun with this today. This one's powerful. You see, we all know that aloe is what you put on a burn. Aloe is what you put on a cut. Aloe is called a healing balm. But aloe is also called eagle's wood. And the reason for that is we realize that it was believed as you were healed, you were able to go above that level. And so what we realize is that in your life, God's not only going to heal you from the pains of your past, He's going to help you not have to try to outrun those anymore. He's going to allow you to fly above them in freedom. And that's what the Word's showing us. Because if you try to outrun your past, you're going to get real tired. But when you allow God to heal you, you're going to leave that thing behind. And then we end up in the 15th verse. He says, your life flows into mine. This is the king talking to you. Your life flows into mine, pure as a garden spring. A well of living water springs up from within you like a mountain brook flowing into my heart. Now this is the king talking to you. Here's what he says. He says, our lives are starting to flow together. And he says, it blesses me as much as it blesses you. When you begin to allow your life to intertwine with God's life, you will be blessed. You will be changed. You're not going to be who you were before. New things are going to happen. New, a new day is coming into who you are. You're going to deal with your spouse differently. You're going to deal with your co-workers differently. You're going to deal with your children differently. You're going to deal with your friends differently. Because God's love is going to grow in you. Now let's think about that. What if you say you're struggling in stability? Or what if you're struggling in holiness? Or what if you're struggling in prayer? What if you're struggling in praise? Or what, what if you're struggling in all these areas? And you go, Pastor Don, okay, now I'm going to work on this one, this one, this. No, 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 no. You've missed the whole point. You're not supposed to try to be more stable. You're supposed to try to love God more. And as you love God more, the other good stuff starts happening in your life. You're not supposed to try to fix all your problems. You're supposed to allow the love of God to come into your life. And as He loves you and you love Him back, all this other begins to work out. Because that's when your lives become intertwined. That's when the thought of walking away from Him doesn't even interest you at all. Because He's become your breath. He's become your life. Yeah, I want you to know, life wants to snuff everything out of you, but the love of God wants to bring joy back to your lives. 
He wants to fill you and make you stable and make you holy and help you to have the right relationships and help you to be merciful and all those other things. God wants to do that for you. The only way that's going to happen is by you falling more in love with Him. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.